0: Welcome to Dutch Wine Apprentice, the podcast. The following podcast is an integral recording of our talk show, cellar Talks. This show was broadcasted through Instagram live on our Instagram page. For this reason, there might be references of images shown in the show, and audio quality is affected. The full video recording of this show can be watched through our Instagram page in the IGTV section. This show, season 3, episode 3, was broadcasted on Friday the 16th of April 2021. In this episode we welcome Carlos Reynolds from Reynolds winery in Alenteo, Portugal. The Reynolds family winery predominantly uses indigenous grapes, producing high quality wines which they are successfully exporting to various countries around the world. During the show we talked about Carlos' experiences, the winery, region and the great Reynolds wines. Welcome to episode 3 of season 3 Cellar Talks. Today we're going to talk to Carlos Reynolds from Reynolds Winery in Portugal. So first time we're going to visit Portugal with the show. And um, we'll just wait a couple of minutes uh, until uh, Carlos Reynolds has updated the app. So in the meanwhile, um, please continue to share what you guys are drinking. You drink a lot. Zweigelt from Austria. That's nice. And a Cape Red. In the end, we've got um, three different countries already, and we've got somebody from Switzerland. Echira um, from the Falls. Very nice. Well, at least uh, today we're going to drink a red wine. Um, so, if you're drinking red wine, you're uh, at least uh, in the same category. And. Hey Carlos. Hello. How are you doing? Sorry for the ah, very, very well. not updated, uh, updated Instagram. No problem. I will just do a quick introduction again. So uh, obviously we're recording always the show so everybody can know that we're starting from the beginning and nobody knows that we uh, had to wait for updating the app. We just forget <laughs> it. We cut out of it and it's, uh, now we go live. So perfect. Okay. Um, Welcome everybody, Uh, episode three of season three Cellar Talks and today we're in Portugal and actually it's the first time so I'm happy to have you here Carlos, we're going to talk about Reynolds Winery and um, yeah like I said first time we're in Portugal so uh, we were in Spain but never in Portugal and there's a lot of questions and a lot of things to to learn so maybe we start with an introduction for yourself, about yourself.
1: Yes, sure. So, I'm Carlos Reynolds, I'm part of the Reynolds Wine Grovers family in Portugal. I represent the seventh generation. Um, I, was born, I wasn't born in Portugal actually, I was born in, I were born in, uh, in Spain. My, my grandmother was Portuguese, my father is half Spanish and half, half Portuguese. And I, by chance I, I was born in Spain, but I, I lived my life between Spain and Portugal as many people from this area do. And my early years were spent in Spain. I studied university in Spain, and then I worked in Spain most of my early years. And then I I, I moved to other countries. I lived in, in England, and I, I went there to try and, and learn the language. Didn't success much, but... Well, I think you're doing <laughs> great, so... <laughs> Then also, um, I did several things, uh, working in different fields, uh, construction business, and many things. And uh, but I never, I never forget about my roots. I always, every summer, I used to come to the to the vineyard to to work in the vineyard to learn the, every single process of the winemaking, since uh, harvesting um, uh, the winemaker process in the in the winery. Uh, we were taste, uh, we, I've been tasting wine since I, I were very young, and um, but never thought about um, joining the the family business for for good until probably five six years ago, where mm-hmm. I I had the call from my father. I'm an only child, and he said, "Listen, it's about time you, you come back." Party time is over, Carlos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, so I decided to 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 join the family business for for good and. I started mainly uh, obviously learning I still do I learn every day um, uh, but I started uh, trying to to sell the wine in different countries and uh, that's that my main job here is so the commercial the, role the sales role for the company uh, That's
0: yeah. what you focus on mainly yeah.
1: Man, yes and also we it's we, it's it's a, it's a small winery small team so you so do we, a lot of things exactly so we make decisions all together and all these kind of things. People see the nice
0: painting of the pergola behind you, so they're really (laughs) paying attention, not just about you. (laughs) <laughs> Very good. Good. So um, that, that's a, a great story. I mean, you went uh, out, you even went abroad to work and to, to study, to learn. And then you came back uh, into the winery. Yeah, it's a family winery. So um, we talk a lot to, to family wineries normally in the show. Most wineries we talk to are family wineries. And in the end, at some point, the question always comes. Uh, yeah. Do you want to go back into the company or not even a question maybe? But yeah. if you really didn't want to. Then maybe they wouldn't push you, but it it goes like it goes. I mean this is just your DNA you grow up with it, so it 's really a part of your uh, yeah, of sure, your life sure. I can imagine yeah. yes so. Well, uh, let's uh, then go into a little bit about the winery, because obviously, uh, people that don't know you or don't know the winery, they might be thinking, okay, this is nice. The guy is Portuguese and Spanish and he lived in England. But why is the name Reynolds? It's an English name, people would say. So
1: we start a little bit with the history, how Reynolds came into Portugal. Okay, so um, uh, obviously it's not a Portuguese name. It's an English name. And my ancestors, about 200 years ago, they mm-hmm. they moved from London to north of Portugal. Moved to the the idea of, of producing mainly was uh, producing cork. They yeah. were cork producers, and they were uh, they established in north of Portugal around Porto. Mm-hmm. And but they moved down to Alentejo, where most of the cork trees are, and they were buying land and, and producing cork and they were pioneers in the industry of the cork to do it, how it's done in the modern times and they were selling the, the cork tops to the french wine producers okay so so they had factories,
0: cork factories and yes. producing locally producing and then selling to uh,
1: to french wine makers yes. more or less because by that time the, the wine industry wasn't very developed in, in Portugal mm-hmm. no, nothing like it's today so the main wine producer were the French obviously and they had the, the knowledge and they my my ancestors decide why don't we why don't we produce a kind of french style uh, yeah. wine in portugal Yeah so, because you're
0: selling the cork all the time you drink the wine why don't you
1: try to make your own exactly. french style wine Exactly so that's that's what they decided and they started doing that for that matter they introduced them um, uh, Alicante Boucher grape, yeah. which is a French grape. It was introduced by the Reynolds family in Portugal. Mm-hmm. And now it's very popular in Portugal. It's a grape you find all around. And at that at that point, the 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 grape in France in France wasn't very popular. wasn't working very well due the climate, or, but it adapted very well to Portugal. Um, so now we're
0: talking about uh, the uh, 19th century still, or because yeah. it's still a long time ago that that happened. Yeah. When they started Almost the winemaking.
1: To... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, this this uh, with that grape and with the French method using uh, big tunnels of French oak and not, mm-hmm. not pressing the grapes, they they started producing the wines that uh, we try to keep doing nowadays. So you used uh, from the start on you uh, a lot of uh, wine uh,
0: styles of winemaking that you used and techniques were uh, obviously by the French methods that you incorporated yes. into the the vinification process. Yes, yes. And uh, um, uh, yeah, and the grapes that you have because uh, we will go a little bit later into which wines and which grapes. But um, uh, well, you said already, uh, Alicante Bouschet is French, but uh, it's now more. Portuguese, that it is French, it's turned around obviously. But the other grapes that you have are also more or less indigenous or well, locally famous grapes, uh, right? There's not really, not not really grapes that are, for example, now popular in France or any other country. You work a lot with local grapes.
1: Yes, we we do, we do, are proud of our uh, Portuguese grapes. You know, Portugal Mm -hmm. is known for having. Uh, I think it's around 300 different indigenous grapes um, and obviously we have to take advantage of that because yeah. it's, uh, it's a beautiful Uniqueness. way of producing, of producing wines that you have these many options you know and, and so we we here we, we use mainly Alicante Boucher it's our signature grape all of our yeah. red wines are, are produced at least 40 percent with that grape then we have um Tauriga Nacional, we have Trincadeira, Portuguese grapes, uh, we have Afrosseiro, we have also Antabas, which is uh, a yeah. white, white grape from Portugal, and Arinto, this is the Portuguese, Portuguese grapes we use, and then we have uh, um, Cabernet Sauvignon and, and, and Syrah.
0: Yes, but th- but these are also more for, let's say, own consumption, maybe that's a big word, or is this really a project that you're trying to sell more abroad as well? Because then these two obviously are really, well, yeah. not different, but it's we, more they, like different competition in the markets for you.
1: Yes, no, but uh, most, of, most of the, all of our all the wines we produce here are a blend with different grapes. Yep. Uh, we, add, we add, for example, we add Syrah to the wine, it's like adding the salt and pepper to the stock, yeah. you know. So that's, I like that analogy,
0: yeah, 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 because I think that's, that's something uh, I want to touch on later, yes, blends uh, is your trademark, maybe I would say, I mean, you make uh, great combinations, and we're going to taste today uh, one of your wines, and I'm just going to show it to the audience, but we, uh, I mentioned it before, this is one of the blends that you make, and with this one, you uh, actually include, uh, yes, Cabernet Sauvignon. 10% yes. so this is a nice example of how you uh, use 10% of this wine and uh, use the Cabernet Sauvignon for that yes. so the salt and the pepper a little bit yes. for, uh, the, for the ingredients vector. good so um how big is the winery uh, by estimation in terms of hectares and what you produce yes uh, so it's, basis?
1: it's it's a small medium sized winery we, we have 40 hectares of mm-hmm. uh, vineyard here uh, just in front of the of the winery like 20 meters away. And then we also have some plot of lands that we work with in the in the Sierra de San Mamede, which is mm-hmm. uh, mountains close by. It's a natural national park. And uh, we have uh, small plots like four four hectares, five hectares, where we produce also uh, some other grapes, white grapes mainly. And and the 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 production of the whole production of the of the winery is around two hundred thousand bottles and um, can we go uh, let's go uh, about talking about family
0: winery and family business Uh, your father is still uh, obviously very active in the company Um, (laughs) what's his uh, I mean obviously there is a plan for the future for you now you are really in the commercial role Um, do you see any change uh, for your role in the future there obviously at some point your father would want to retire uh, but maybe uh, (laughs) sorry I don't know <laughs> oh you don't know maybe he wants to stick around as long as he can that's option yeah. huh? I, like, I, like, to, I like him to do that no problem
1: it's, it's okay. hard
0: to let go and take your hands <laughs> off <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no but um, I, I talk a lot, a lot about this when you when you're in a wine family and then you, you come into the family you're working into the family you start with what suits you best in terms of activities yes. and roles but there is obviously a lot more uh, like for example the winemaking process the winemaker role but the, the grower role as well so do you think for yourself this is going to change in the future or do you think okay this is what i'm doing right now is what suits me best so probably we will find somebody else or we have some other people that we would like to keep in this position i don't know Uh,
1: uh, the natural way to go is that i I will take uh, the position of my father at some point Uh, and that means uh, being able to do a little bit of everything yeah. So my father is in the winemaking process. He's also promoting the wine, selling the wines. But he's really hands-on on the winemaking himself. I mean, uh, he's not uh, harvesting or nothing like that nowadays. But he, he, um, he, uh, and uh, and the, the, the team. We work like a team, you know, as a team, and yep. we we all make decisions together. But yep. obviously, I have to res- respect the the elderly, you know, my, my father of has course. experience, and he. He knows uh, a lot more than me about uh, the, the how the wines gonna evolve and everything. And but your vineyards it, and exactly. So so in the future I will obviously take on more responsibilities. Um, but it's a process that is going is taking a step by step. That's naturally evolving. Yes, yeah. and I'm every day I'm more uh, I'm learning more about the the everything that happens here you know because also things are changing yeah. uh, when when i started harvesting here we we harvest by hand now we have machinery and the, by at that at that point we didn't have um uh, we we weren't working with the with the with our own yeast for example yeah. now we work with our own yeast so things are changing now we are in, uh, in 5 uh,
0: years already or what is
1: it when you came with 5 years ago or something or what did you say yes no no, yeah, no so, I, I mean I mean, um, when so I when was you grew up. exactly when I was when I was like uh, 18 years old or 16, I was coming every summer here. But, uh, you see but changes. Yes, we see many changes, and now even now we are uh, sustainable. We are getting this uh, biodynamic uh, uh, certificate probably in a couple of years. So every uh, it's. It's an ongoing process of
0: changing. Exactly, yes. And obviously, every year you have only one try. And this is the, the well, it's the beauty, but it's also the curse of being a winemaker. Because uh, in the end, you have one shot every year. So maybe <laughs> if you're lucky, you get 40 vintages. And this is your yes. practice. Huh? I mean, exactly. you try to learn from what others did before. Because if you have to depend only on your own opportunities, then yeah. it's, well, it's not the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, it's risky yeah. yeah so um about uh, the region where you're alloc- uh, where you're located so uh, alentejo i'm yes. pronouncing it more or less right because yes, if correct. i don't okay alentejo. so tell us a little bit about that you said already uh, national park but i know it's close to spain to the border as well so where is where is it located in terms of climates and soils what do we uh, find there
1: okay okay yes so we are um geographically we are located if you you draw a line from from lisbon all the way the, to the east you you and when you cross to the border of spain more or less that that, that, that is the place uh, we are just uh, 10 kilometers away from from the border of, of, from of spain and portugal and it is uh, this is the alto alentejo northern alentejo alentejo mm-hmm. region is uh, the, the one of the biggest uh, regions in portugal when 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 growing and and so it kind of changed a lot if you are in the south or you are in the north both of uh, places are making uh, producing beautiful wines but the wines are a little bit different you know uh, mm-hmm. the one from the south uh, have this kind of more warm climate influence uh, influ- um, are more influenced by the warm climate and then in the in the north alentejo we have uh, like um, it's a more balance between uh, between the, the the warm of the summer and then the, we have even during the warm days of the summer we have cold nights. So we, we do a, we have a little. So little for, for of... your
0: growing process, it's good because in the nights yeah. it gets to cool down yes, after do hot, that, uh, hot little
1: days. Yes, bit more, yes, we do it more than south. Um, yes, we we only probably in a straight line will be like 150 kilometers to the to the sea line. Yeah. Uh, So you still have some
0: influences from that as well,
1: pretty much. And we have the height of the 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 altitude of the the vineyards are around 400 meters above sea level, which is pretty pretty close to. uh, Also, the ones we are that we have in the in the mountains are around 700. So we are something between what you would find in the Douro Douro region, something like that.
0: Yes. So a lot of uh, also similarities with that region, obviously in terms uh,
1: of altitude. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the soil, soil types that you predominantly have in the vineyards, there
1: Yeah, we it is uh, rocky, the slates, a uh, yep. lot of minerals. Very, very. Uh, you can tell from the water, you know, the lot water is full of minerals. And um, it's, it's, I would say, it's a, an old soil, you know, because so the the grapes enough, have to
0: work hard, the vines have to work hard to get yes, the nutrition.
1: The, the, when the when the when the the grape the the vines were plant were planted, we need to yeah. we had to ripe the the soil, break down the rocks, in that, order to make some room for the for the vines
0: how old are the, uh, I don't know if you, uh, are you expanding the vineyards or is this uh, uh, over time staying more or less the same hectares that you have at the moment?
1: It is, uh, we probably in the future we'll try to to expand the vineyards a little bit, uh, but at the moment it's not, you know, it's, it's not a plan. Yeah, no, but you have enough have,
0: to do now. But it's yeah. We're yeah. always looking for opportunities.
1: Maybe there. Yes, we have the, the 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 vineyards in the in the mountains, and with that and with the, with the main vineyard in the here close to the winery, we'll we are doing fine at the moment. And what we're trying to, we're try to to increase the the quantity per hectare. We have a very yep. low yield. Our yield is about five thousand kilos per hectare, which okay. is. Uh, not much but yeah. uh, if you want to produce uh, high quality wines you need to do that yeah
0: yeah of course and what, what's the age of the the vines uh, more or less yes, uh, right? uh this one here are around 20,
1: 20 years old
0: yeah uh, uh, so they oh, really nice. got a good they got a good future ahead still yes, but like yes. you said the soil is very poor of uh, is very difficult for them to work on so they really have to uh, yeah. grow and develop to get this nutrition and also to get the yields a little bit uh, uh, yes up. they yeah. grow very 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 slow mm-hmm. um about the wines you have uh, a couple of different wines uh, like you said blends is uh, one of the things that you're really focusing on and um, can you walk us through a little bit about uh, the portfolio that you have and we don't yes, sure. we have a lot of sure. wines but
1: so we we produce um so we it works like this i'm the seventh generation yeah. So we have a different wine for different generations. We have mm-hmm. starting from the youngest, it's me, Carlo Reynolds. We have the Carlo Reynolds uh, white, trocet yeah. and red. Then we will move to is a, is a kind of the is the youngest. It's a, a wine that doesn't go much into the into the aging process. Only a few months. Also this the, is uh, also blends or is this single? Yes, blends. We all, okay. all, all the wines we all produce the, are blends. But okay. most of all of the wines. Then we have the 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 wine name after my father. It's mm-hmm. uh, the Julian Reynolds. We have the Arinto, which is a white, 100% Arinto. Then we have the the reserva, the one we tasting today, yeah. and then we have the Grande Reserva. And uh, then we will move to my my grandmother, which is, she was the the fifth generation mm-hmm. and Gloria Reynolds. So Gloria Reynolds wine, we have uh, three different wines. We have the uh, white wine Gloria Reynolds, which is 100% and, and grape. Mm-hmm. Then we have the, um, the Gloria Reynolds Art and Tradition. And then we have the Cathedral. Both uh, wines only produced when the harvest is excellent. Not every year, obviously in the last 20 years, we have only produced 2002, four, uh, five, I think it's seven and nine.
0: And this is for the cathedral or for old Gloria ones?
1: Uh, only for the art and tradition. Cathedral, then yeah, when, the, when the art and tradition is aging very well and we see a huge potential, we keep a lot in a, in the winery and we yeah. age it for 12, 12 more years. So that's how you do it. So you look
0: at the development of the wine and depending on how it goes, you say, okay, now this is an opportunity for us to hold some back and then uh, bring it into the market as well. And
1: then then that that, that tradition will become a cathedral.
0: Yeah. You have a... quite a lot of wines in the cellar, because uh, first ah, I time when I, when, when I looked at vintages, I was like, okay, uh, these guys take the blending, but also the aging very serious. Yes, Because yes. this is a young one, what we're gonna do, relatively yeah, young less, one
1: for you. Yeah, or less, 15.
0: Yeah, but this one has um, uh, 12 months uh, on barriques. What is it?
1: What are you using, barriques? French uh, barriques, or? It's, it's French oak, segimoho Moho, yeah. from yeah. Yeah. yes. this one probably have a mix i think it has a mix of new and on and second year oak okay yeah
0: and then so for 12 months and then it's still sellers with you guys for two years this one for instance but all your wines you keep a lot of them uh, let's say in your own cellar so you don't want to leave it up to the people you're just waiting for the moment to (laughs) sell it and (laughs) then it's ready Yes. i like that Yeah, Yeah, so (laughs)
1: it's it's, it's our philosophy, you know, we we sell the wines when they are ready. We are able to do that,
0: then why not? Oh, but I like it, and I think you know best what is the perfect condition for them. If you have enough room, I mean, this is the only thing you have have to have a big seller because it grows and grows, but I think it's really nice that when when people buy it, they can just be assured that if they want, they can just drink it, and they don't have to think about, okay, of course, you can still age it in your own cellar, and it's yeah, probably sure. evolved still, but it's nice that you can just... Okay, say, uh, for example, mm-hmm. let's take... So we now have the Reserva, but we could have taken the Grand Reserva, which you sent me as well. So what's the difference
1: between the Reserva and the Grand Reserva, for instance? The grapes. I mean, the selection of the grapes. And yeah. then with that grapes, we need a little bit more of uh, of uh, barriques, yeah. and then we can age it longer, you know? Yeah. So uh, uh, all the wines the the production the production starts in the vineyard. Okay. With with the grapes we have, then we decide what wine we, we're gonna produce. So in this case uh, with the with the Grande Reserva. The Grande Reserva started as a Gloria Gloria Reynolds yeah. that wasn't produced that year you know we only produce the when the when the
0: so you have sort of a flow chart in your head it's not on paper but in your head okay if this
1: happens then it becomes this if that doesn't
0: work it becomes this so we always have an option
1: yes but nowadays we have to produce grande reserva every year and thankfully people want it we've been able to do it so people like it and and the grapes are there to produce it so Mm -hmm. yes it's the selection of the grapes and then we it doesn't that's a mean that the grapes that we put in the reserva are not as good they are different yeah. they are grapes that they are not they are thought to be aged that long you know yeah. the wine is still beautiful so you look at
0: the potential of the grapes in terms of the aging more or less exactly. that's your 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 uh, benchmark what you what you use for that exactly yeah. So uh, before we move on let's just uh, start with some tasting because some people might think right. okay when are they even going to drink a wine and uh, <laughs> um so I will just hold it up just one more moment it's always in reflection but okay that doesn't really matter so we have uh, this one uh, with uh, I'm just citating uh, here 50% Alicante Bouchette and 40% Torriga Nacional 10% Cabernet Sauvignon tell us a little bit about um uh, what is uh, this is 2016 so about this vintage and about uh, well the wine in particular, so I will leave it up to you because you're the expert. yes uh,
1: as i said the the wines when we produce the wines, we always look at the at the um, generation they represent you know so mm-hmm. this this wine represents my my fathers generation yeah. uh, and obviously uh, my father is a um, very elegant person, smart and um, it's a wine that has to has to carry that, that personality, yeah. um, and I always like to describe the wines by the occasion would you would drink the wine, you know, because the uh, the the tasting is uh, something that I let the sommeliers and people who are I I know how to produce, but I'm not everybody tasting. thinks about <laughs> something else. Exactly. Yet. So so this wine is produced with uh, the idea in mind that it's a wine, a very special wine that will come. For dinners and and that kind of wine that will bring you some some aromas and some and some uh, notes that evolve at, when it's open it it keeps evolving you know yeah. and you can enjoy every single sip uh, trying to find something new so it has that complexity but also has the has the option to be drinking in a more informal way with friends and and in a dinner or something like that you know. So mm-hmm. it's in the middle ground between a, between a young wine and a, and a Reserva wine, you know, although it is it's a Reserva wine.
0: Yeah, but but like you said, it's just the class and the style that um, uh, gives you a hint in the direction where you're going into, but it's never too much. It's never really, okay. it's always there, but it's never really in your face that you feel like, okay, this is heavy. heavy yes, wine.
1: yes. It's, 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 I will describe this wine as like a very elegant Portuguese wine. Okay. Because back in the day, uh, our, our wines, the Portuguese wines, didn't have that. The, um, we had people who thought about Portuguese wine in a way that they were very strong and with a lot of tannins. Stubborn. Um, so that's something from the past, you know. Yeah. But nowadays, Portuguese wine has the best quality. I mean, the same quality as any other country in the world. And yeah. in this case, we're trying to produce a very elegant uh, Portuguese wine that carries the roots of the Portuguese wine but it is um also finesse easy. with the french winemaking, exactly. for
0: instance and yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. so let's go into the tasting so what kind of aromas and notes do we more or less get out of
1: this yes it goes straight to the face that it's uh, alicante boucher in it you know because mm-hmm. it's 40 percent alicante boucher alicante boucher is gonna give you the the more richness aromas the dark fruit and also um it carry it carry the color, you know. Alicante yeah. Woucher is a grape that has this uh, red juice. It's uh, it's a grape that uh, most of the grapes are the juice is white. Yeah, and, but and this one's white, really, really red. The, <laughs> the, the the white the, the wine gets the color from the skin, you know, the red wine. In this case, the Alicante Woucher is already to the free flowing
0: uh, juice you get out of it is already exactly stained
1: it's red. Yes, it juice just look at it and you can find that the dark color of the wine it comes from the Alicante Boucher, obviously mm-hmm. and then and then uh, yes, it's uh, Alicante Boucher mainly uh, give you that that aroma as I said before you know yeah. So let's taste and see what we uh, what we get
0: here She's a manly wine but it's still very, like you said, elegant. Eh? It's never really okay. I want to prove something here. Yeah. It's just let's uh, let's say, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know your father. I saw the pictures. If you see the pictures, yeah. a lot of times you see the man, and you know what the man is yeah. like. And I think in this way you, would, uh, you describe it, it uh, it makes sense for for me. Yeah. So for the people that can't taste it with us, what do we get? You talked already talked about the tenons a little bit, but that's. Um, like yes. I said, i would say it's pretty well balanced because you do uh, have an extensive oak process and aging process.
1: Yeah. Have also has a, a beautiful aftertaste in my opinion. Yeah. And <clears> um <throat> you you notice when the wines are well done when you have a that aftertaste that keeps the aromas with you for longer you can enjoy it longer, you know? yeah and the aroma the so thing.
0: it's not it's not the tannins or acidity no. is uh, really the aroma so a lot of yeah. times you have aftertaste but you're only doing you're only it's about the tannins or the acidity it's only
1: burning <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i mean this is not why you want to drink wine i think but yeah. that's my opinion but but this one is different you you're still on your tongue and your mouth and your throat you feel the actually the aromas that you talked yes. about so it's really consistent wine over the whole yeah. uh,
1: it Experience. does come from the from the concentration, you know, the fruit, you know, the, the fruit yeah. is, is picked in the right moment and we we have the ability as we are small uh, and we have a small uh, vineyard that to pick up the grapes when they are exactly on point. And, and you're close to the
0: winery, so you really yes. have only
1: a short distance Le- to... Uh... No, no, less than 100 meters. So yeah, so it's, it's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you don't no, want it, to lose too much. No, no, no. We we have it at night as well. So
0: yeah, this I saw a picture. Yeah, that you were doing it. So I was I wanted to ask you: Is this a one-time thing, or is this the standard procedure for you guys to it's do standard, it at night? Standard,
1: yeah. standard. Yes, it, because it has the temperatures. A lot of advantages. you had advantages yeah. because at night there is less books and flies and everything. Yeah. Also, the the grapes won't get warm, so they get they, they are. They stay the cool. Exactly. Um, yes, and as, as you don't need to people to, to harvest and sell the rest, it's a machinery, so you can do it at night. Yeah. Ah,
0: I, I saw people, if you want to see, there's a picture on your Instagram page for taking out one of the uh, night harvests. So yeah. um, you can see. So, people, somebody asking, and what's the rationale to add the 10% carbonate? So, what does the carbonate? You said salt and pepper, but it's more, can you define a little bit why you choose for carbonate and the 10% in this one?
1: But it's mainly we 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 look at the at the grapes that we we have and we it's not it's not a closed recipe every year so every year yeah is the same. so it's changing all the time so if you look at the at the past harvest the 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 blend would be different and the future we don't know and yeah. so we when, when with what we have at the with with the grapes that we have we this, we pick the ones that are gonna give you the consistency in the in the wine. So the next harvest the next uh, bottle you open from the next harvest is gonna be as good as this one, you know? Yeah. Or at least it's gonna have the same profile. And sometimes we we have to do some blends that are not usual because yes. only by 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 tasting but, and trying by doing that
0: you achieve this stability. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And sometimes it's sira, sometimes it's cabernet union, sometimes we don't have even any only Portuguese grapes but uh, it's the 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 wines are made in the vineyard and the nature is the boss you know yeah you you have to
0: deal with the cards you get uh, but like you said if you want to take reference in personality to your wines then you will have to stick to the personality so you'll have to find another way to get to that if you if you can't make it in the same recipe you change the recipe yeah
1: uh, also uh, not only not only with the grapes every year we we have a close collaboration with, uh, with Serine, Serine Moreau, the tonleri, uh-huh. and every year we send the wines there and they and they tasted and they they give, gave us our, the, the, feedback. Opinion, the feedback and also they come here not this year because of the Covid but every year they uh-huh. used to come here and taste the wines here and with them we, we together we select the different barriques so we say, it's okay. interesting because you, it's a very
0: famous uh, 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 oak and barrique producer, maybe yes. the most famous one. So, yes. what is the reasoning? I mean, it's easy to say, okay, it's the best one, so we go for it. But how did this happen? I mean, you're using them for a long time already, or yes, since the beginning. And, and, and how did how did that idea came up? I mean, is your father or yeah, longer father. ago?
1: Yeah, my father started with them, and the idea was to have the, the best possible. And it's not, I mean, you can find for sure, you can find very b- good uh, barriques and oak from other producers. Yeah. But the, but the, the service they, they give us and how they how they how they And take the, feedback, the, ones, the, the feedback, what they do to... Exactly. And also, they are, I think they are the only ones that, that can guarantee that the consistency on the wood because they have these huge uh, forests. Yep. where they have the dna of the of the of the trees controlled so it's all our clone one from so each you other, know
0: next year when you're going to get barriques, you know what you get it's the same not, uh, yeah. Yeah. and it's important because this is your stable factor in the whole process the grips are not stable uh this is every year stable. different like you said so the the at least has to be stable exactly. that's
1: uh, something you can control
0: yeah that's true that's true so um it does go so far that you go also to them and to pick the trees that are going to be used for the <laughs> because I know that this happens. Uh, but I don't yeah. know what it is, but uh, some people do it. They mark the trees that they want to have that's for their. A, that's uh... a bit too much. I don't okay, know. this is what you don't do.
1: <laughs> no, we we just we just uh, taste the wine with them, and they have a lot of knowledge on how yeah. the. Because it should not... should be more than enough to be honest. Yeah, sure, yeah. and also they they say okay, this toast for the barrique, you need a little. I mean, did you have like I don't know many different toasts, different. Yeah. Uh, for the different barriques, and it works different for different grapes, because and different no. years, you know. One year the the Alicante Bouschet has less concentration. We might need to try a different barrique mm-hmm. because we always uh, it doesn't make you notice, but even though this one has been in oak for 12 months, it doesn't have that oaky taste. No, you know. We 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 run away from that. We 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 use the oak to produce. Yeah. We don't
0: use to give any flavor to the wine, you know. You 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 use the natural benefits of having the oak barriques but exactly. you don't want to uh, use it in the style of your winemaking because exactly. it's about the grapes and it's not about uh, the oak in that sense. I always like it, and I think it's sort of an art to find a way to do it like that. Because, uh, well, I can't imagine. Maybe for you it's different, but for me, it looks like a little bit of magic. How do you go not too far? It's not like a button that you can turn and no, squeeze tighter or looser. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine that's not uh, something easy, uh, easy to do. At least, no, think...
1: you get more experience. It's experience uh, and, and we make, we all make mistakes, you know? We all make mistakes yeah. and we have made mistakes in the past and we will make mistakes in the future because it's natural, we are humans, you know? But, yeah, but like uh,
0: I said, every vintage gives you one opportunity and then you take it and that, from that you can learn, but the rest is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You better, you, you better make
1: notes of what you did wrong. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, luckily, luckily, you have more people and their family also in the company that will uh, remember some stuff as well. So, but it's true. You need to really take advantage of your learnings there. So, um, for the people, if they have any questions, um, just to to let them know, you can put them in the in the chat or in the question mark box that is in the bottom. We already got some, so uh, dealing with them as they come. But um, talking about questions last. Last week I had two sisters from Puglia uh, I mentioned to you before they are in the Salento area and um, uh, well um, as you might guess their uh, favorite grapes are um, Primitivo and um, uh, Negramaro and these are uh, obviously also uh, very beautiful grapes to work with but very different grapes So, when I asked them about the question for you, because I always do this, so you get to ask a question for the next week's guest, then they said, okay, but we're going to talk about something else, because um, if they're in Portugal, uh, obviously, they know something about cork. So, the question would be, okay, being in Portugal and being in the the land of the corks, more or less, how do you look at uh, alternatives uh, for for using, uh, uh, instead of using the cork, and how do you look at? Using cork in general these uh, these days.
1: Okay, yes. And like so, like
0: you said, you have a history with the family in uh, yeah. over the decades
1: to we, be cork we, producers. We, even we cannot uh, we cannot stop using cork that easy, you know. Because no. we 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 the pioneers here with the cork. But nowadays, this a this a quite a situation with the cork production in in uh, uh, worldwide, you know, because the the trees are what they are. And, yeah, and the they, they they takes a long time for them to grow enough to produce cork, and uh, the, the the health of the of the trees is not in the it's not it's not the best nowadays. Yeah, and it's it's not easy to find uh, uh, good cork, good not good natural cork. We are we were getting uh, some issues with the cork, uh, as everyone you know. From yeah, there's place. more demand
0: even in the in the world now these days, I
1: guess. Yeah. So we we recently in our case we we moved to to Diam. Diam is a, a French company that produces high quality um, semi I would say semi natural cork. It's not 100% natural, but it's produced with cork. And but they have a process that they can guarantee that the that it's a safe cork that won't yeah. be contaminated with the um, with the problem of the cork. So we are with, I think that in the future we will see this more and more. Yeah. Because in my opinion, uh, although the score queue is, is very convenient, but for uh, some like high end and expensive bottles of wine, the the action of uh, using the, the the course queue and opening in the restaurant is still part of the yeah. of the process that people might like, you know. And I think Instead of using like other kind of uh, closing that you don't need across Q, we'll see a better cork, probably the same like the AM or other companies, but they will hang with us for longer.
0: Like you said, obviously, uh, people have to look at the uh, resources that nature gives us. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if this is becoming more difficult, then an alternative like you guys are using is is a good alternative because it's yeah. also being uh, looking after nature and making sure that we can yes. still keep on using it for the generations uh, to come.
1: And this cork is, that's, that's it, I, if I'm wrong, they use um, all natural ingredients, they don't have like uh, nothing like. Uh, Glue, no, it's like yep. don't, I don't know exactly the procedure, but it's all natural and the biodegradable. I don't know the word, yeah. Sorry. yeah. And so, so we are happy with it, you know. That's important for you that it's natural and
0: that you don't use any, let's say, uh, uh, edits, chemicals, or whatever it is that uh, needs yeah. to be added. Good. So um, a little bit later, I will ask you uh, a question for, uh, to have a question for, for our next okay. week's guest. But let's do, uh, in the meanwhile, I have two questions from the audience. So one is, um, um, as I collect bigger bottles, we always like big bottles because they bring something extra. Uh, what is in your opinion the best format to keep the wine, uh, so your wines for a few years? Would you go for larger than three liters? I mean, what are you guys using or uh, producing in terms of big bottles? First Only
1: maximum one liter and a half the biggest is the, is, the biggest
0: size
1: the biggest size we have is one and a half liters in my opinion uh, I'm not, i don't have a lot of knowledge about these uh, big bottles but the, the the most important thing is the condition you yeah. store the bottle i think that is even more important than the than the size yeah. of the bottle and everything. With some
0: wines, uh, uh, they say uh, because they they need more room, more or less, to develop. Uh, But it's more about Barolo, for instance, uh, Nebbiolo, and these regions that it helps if if you're talking about Magnum or Yerobam or whatever is the the format. But in your opinion, with your wines, you said you do the Magnums, but uh, yeah, this is the biggest you go. I mean, there is no sense of, in your opinion, to do bigger. No, I
1: mean, we don't know, maybe in the future, but. Yeah. For me, to the most, the key, the key is to store the, the wines properly, yeah. in the in the the temperature and the humidity, and then you you will they will uh, age. Uh, it will work condition. perfectly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, of course, it, it makes sense because uh, yeah, you, you hold on to them for a long time, so you know how important it is for you guys yes, and for your wines. So yeah. So another question we had was: uh, Let me see if I can get it back. How tragic was the cool, uh, the cool weather this year? So I don't know what is um, as being the influence up until now for you for uh, for the temperatures. I don't know what it was in Portugal. I mean, in France, we saw obviously the pictures of the frost. I mean, is there anything that's uh, influencing uh, uh, the upcoming harvest for this year? Could you, 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 you repeat the the, the the
1: question? could hear
0: how um uh, sorry let me see what the exact question was how tragic was the cool weather this year so uh,
1: no not not not, we don't have we didn't have any problem with the we don't have any icing or nothing like like that here in our place at least i don't think alentejo was affected very much with the with the cold weather no and the rains are so far the rains are going well so, so it's more with you guys. It's
0: more the rains, obviously, than the frost, probably, yes, because yes, you're absolutely. still pretty close, like you said, to uh, to the sea. So I mean, this is more an effect. And and uh, on the other side, uh, on the uh, east side, you have the mount. You have a mountain range, right? So probably yep. the the rain is going to fall. Before that, coming from the sea towards, yes, uh, yes, yeah, stop, exactly. stop by the mountain range, more or less.
1: Exactly, exactly. But I so saw we,
0: some uh, some of your pictures on the Instagram. It looks always very green, everything, yes. and not just the vineyards. So that means, uh, yeah, they get healthy doses of rain, but sometimes it's too much.
1: Well, I, that that means that I don't that we don't take many pictures during summertime.
0: <laughs> then it looks different. <laughs> yeah. I saw some yeah yeah you're right some of the summer pictures were not so green yeah, yeah.
1: it's more no, spring yes, what I see. Yeah uh, the vineyard will obviously screen with summertime yeah. but everything else becomes yellow yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, After after May June it's goes yellow. I, I yeah, have to
0: cool. say uh, judging judging the nature by the picture, it's really a nice environment and like you said, probably the national park is even yes, is yes. even more. So uh yeah, I think uh, people uh should uh, uh if they were going to Portugal it would be nice if they uh, wanna uh visit the region and uh yeah, you're a little bit further yeah. away from everything, but in the end what's hundred fifty kilometers or if yeah, you think the car is a couple of hours drive and
1: you're you know, there. It's worth it, you know, because yeah. Alentejo is not the, the, the most popular region in Portugal for tourists, but, yeah. but that makes it more interesting because you, you can wander Experience. around and, and you can get into the culture. Like you cannot do that now in Lisbon because Lisbon is, oh, yeah. is like, pretty much everything is touristic, you know. Yeah. So here is, very, here is still very, very authentic.
0: It's good. I think it's a good uh, suggestion. Yeah. So um, question for next week. So next week, we're going to go to Cigales. I already briefed you before. Small denomination, uh, very known for rosé wines. So in the land of the rosé wines, we have uh, a winery that is uh, focusing producing on red wines. And um, well, um, father and son also in the winery. So maybe you thought about the question that uh, we're going to ask next week for our guests from Spain.
1: So I thought that the question, and uh, for me, the question, as we are also a family winery, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to know if they 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 worry or they um, or what do they they think the next generation uh, would do, like uh, if they if they they have something in mind when they think about the the future of the of the winery, and they look at the new generation. So. And they have, do they have any worry? Are the next generation so things they want to the, change,
0: or just uh, just the potential for the for the family to continue the
1: winery? Or yes, so the idea is: is are they um, are they working uh, towards the next generation, or they are focused on the day by day? At the main, at, at the present. Yeah,
0: exactly yeah, yeah. so Bodega up Principe and um, these are the guests for next week so next week we're gonna I'm gonna ask them the question and let's see what um, yeah I, I also have the sun in the show so it's the same setup Juan, uh, is going to join us, so um, yeah, I mean, I always like I mean it uh, would have not be nice to have your father here as well, but it 's okay I mean uh, you get a, a glimpse of the future we can What's do we that next time of... <laughs> next time, yeah, 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 well, or maybe i just make to make a holiday and visit uh, you yes, over perfect. there because, yeah, like Please you said' more than welcome is is really nice okay so let's see um i don't know if there's any other questions but if people have questions they can um, still drop them uh, in the chat um in the meanwhile um one question for me from my side it's uh, uh becoming more of a standard question but i'm always curious about it um what is your favorite wines what are your favorite wines for reds and whites uh, if you would not be able to choose portuguese of or your own wines. I mean, what is your personal okay.
1: preference? So, what believe, do you like to drink? Yeah, sure. Uh, I like um, you know wines are there. Is beautiful these beautiful wines everywhere in the world. So normally, I I I drink wines uh, that I like and also that they they give me some memories or that they they take me to a different time or they remember remember some, someone or so. Um, I like. Uh, I remember working in uh, in Germany with promoting the wines, my wines, and exchanging bottles with some people from 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 Chile, mm-hmm. and I I, I enjoy it very much that time. And so sometimes when I had the chance, I I would buy some some wine from Chile, and uh, I like the Carmenere grapes as well. You know because that grapes you cannot find it here. You know, and for us are very exotic. Mm-hmm. So also wine from Spain, They I like drinking wine from Spain, from people that I know. Uh, I I had the chance to spend some time with the, fami- the Moro, Emilio Moro family, yeah. you know, the, uh, Alberto Medina Moro, and he, he's been a, a very good friend helping me with some stuff with the wine. And anytime I have the chance, if I'm in Spain, I will order a bottle of Emilio Moro from Gran And... That's how that's, that's how I like enjoying the wines, you know. Yeah, because you have the connections.
0: Uh, you build connections throughout the world. I mean, exactly. Uh, it happens. I, I recall when I had um, uh, Jean uh, Bellandrat in the show. Uh, he was talking about uh, um, after one uh, harvest in Rueda, going to Germany and helping uh, in the Mosul area to, to do a vintage, to harvest there because uh, yeah, they were different timings, so they were ready. And uh, he just took the car. He drove there, and he still has a very good connection with uh, Heim. On uh, Leuvenstein in, in exactly. Mosel, uh, great Riesling producers, but it's so different, and it's nice that you have these, yeah, connections with people that are in the same business, but very different, because every region gives you something else, and every wine style, wine making style, yes. gives you something else, exactly. obviously. Exactly, a good memories. So, yeah, that's good, that's good. So um, I have one more question and I think uh, we're gonna wrap up after that. So do you keep a library of all the vintages for reference? Uh, I can imagine yes. because you guys are really uh, picky on when to ship the bottles, that you also have a nice library as well.
1: Yes, we do, we do. We we have uh, all the wines that have been produced in the, in the recent times for, from us. Uh, mm-hmm. and they, we have at least, uh, probably, at least, one hundred bottles still.
0: For every vintage that you keep.
1: Yeah. Yes, from the I mean from the grande reserva about, you know. Right, reserva yeah, some yeah. But, but the, the, the big mice we, we we keep like our livery and and it's always nice to do a, a vertical tasting, you know.
0: You also that you learn a lot from that as well, yeah, because I mean yeah, you never nobody has a crystal ball, so you have to taste it to experience how it's uh develops yes, into yes. the future. That's really nice. So um, I think with that, we're going to wrap it up, uh, Carlos. So thank you very much. Uh, Obviously, when I'm around, I will come because I want to see how big is the cellar actually with all these bottles. Because it must be huge (laughs) because you're keeping all these bottles. So I can only imagine it's quite big. Um, But I want to thank you for the show. I mean, it's been a great story and uh, happy to have you here. We have some, uh, some more wines than just uh, only the Julian uh, Reserva, so I'm going to, over time for the people, post some and do review on this. Thank you very and, much. But this one is, uh, is excellent, so um, I can only imagine that the other ones are uh, equally excellent but different. Um, so I would like to thank you. I don't know if you have any final words or something, no, but I, uh, Yes,
1: yeah. uh, thank you very much for the opportunity, I enjoyed very much. Uh, you'll be more than welcome if any time you try to visit can visit Portugal if this restriction you are able, you'll be you'll be welcome and I will show you the all the bottles <laughs> very good very good so uh, i have to say as a final closing
0: note that um i know you guys are working on also becoming popular in holland more so i think that's working out well you did some also some work and in, in getting some popularity there you have a great yeah. uh, importer as well so um i think um uh, about different countries you're working in but uh, i know people are uh, we'll get more opportunities to buy your wines uh, outside of Portugal. So um, I would just like to say to the people, keep your eyes out for the Reynolds wines and um, yeah, be sure to try them. So thank you very much, Carlos. Thank you. Have a nice evening. And um, well, I hope to see you soon uh, in the future, maybe in the winery. Okay.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> see you then. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: So thank you everybody for watching. Uh, This has uh, been episode three of season three. And um, next week we're gonna go to Cigales. So this is the small denomination who is uh, producing our famous for rosé wines. Um, But we're gonna talk about red wines, uh, Bodega César Principe and um, Juan uh, is the the son uh, that is uh, about to take over in the future as well and is active in the winery so we're going to have a nice interesting story there as well talking about Spanish red wines and maybe still a little bit rosé wines thank you everybody for watching and uh, stay tuned for the reviews and uh, have a good weekend bye bye thank you for listening to this podcast be sure to visit us on Instagram at Dutch underscore wine underscore apprentice and check out our website www.dutchwineapprentice.com for the latest news and content. You can also subscribe to our newsletter through the contact section of our website.